buddy, oh buddy. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Oh buddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh yeah. Dudes. Brigadiers. <laughs> I think it's so stupid. I try, I tried. My wife is like, you should think of a name. Like I used to be like, what's up, party people? My wife's like, why does that make sense? It should be like something that has to do with the brigade. She's like, like brigadiers. I'm like, no, that's like mouseketeers. Mm. I'm just, it's just dumb and childish. What's up, brigadiers? <laughs> well, how about bruh, brigadiers, like bros? <clears throat> Forget it. Um, what's up, peoples? It's the Drum Brigade podcast. We're back. We're back. We took a week off, Funky Phil. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. we're back. We're back. We're back. Um, you know, we it's not like we need to take a day off, but it was a holiday, and so I was just like, well, pff, forget it, man. Let's just kick back. Um, yeah, so we're back. It's the time. It's freaking Drum Brigade podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Corey Kingston over there in Farbrook. It's the one, it's the only, Funky Phil Pardell. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, me. (laughs) Yes. Uh, What's up, Funky Phil? We're here. Yes, we're here. The world is a crazy place. (laughs) Bro, the world, if it wasn't bad enough, it just got way crazier this last week. Just got, what's next, dude? Aliens coming down? Man. We already had an alien scare, like about like oh, like they tried that one. They tried that one. People were like, yeah, whatever. We got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> then they tried that those like killer bees. Yeah, the, whatever. That. Yeah, that dude. People, people are, are like, whatever. I dude. think people are like really um, bored at home and like obsessing over the internet right now. Yeah, not not to trivialize any of the major issues. I'm just saying, like in general, it seems like. There's a lot of action online yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it is 2020. It's crazy. I don't th- I don't know if we're making it out of 2020. I think it's just the end of the world. Meteor's gonna hit. Something's gonna happen. And dude, 2020 sucks so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. It is crazy. This is crazy. I don't know about you, Phil, but when this show is done, I'm going to loot the studio, take my drums, and then I'm burning this place down, dude. Just get, yeah, burn it. <laughs> I'm going to take my drums out first. Well, I'm going to call it looting so it sounds cooler. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm mad, Phil. So forget the studio. I'm burning it, dude. It's going down. <laughs> Chaos. I'm we, not going to burn anybody else's property. I'm just going to burn my property. Well, we did launch two astronauts. In- up yeah. to the International Space Station from American soil for the first time in almost 10 years. So that's Those guys cool. are taking social distancing to a new level, dude. Just leaving the planet. <laughs> <laughs> leaving the planet. I know. Their spaceships look so funny, dude. They, I mean, their spacesuits, they look like they're straight from, like, from a video game about space or something. Yeah, or like a, uh, like a TV show. They, yeah. they look like Doesn't TV look show spacesuits. Pretty yeah, cool. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I don't know what they're, what are they doing up there? They're just going to the International Space Station. It's the first time they've been there in seven years or something. No, we've been launching astronauts. We just haven't been launching them from the United States. They've been hitching rides with the Russians. Oh. 
to get up there and do research and stuff at, at the space station. I see. So this is the first time, though, that they've gone up from America, mm-hmm. one, and then two, from a private company. Yeah. Well, first time since they got rid of the space shuttle program in, like, 2011, I think. Oh, I didn't even know they did that. You didn't know about the space shuttle? I don't... I, like, I know about NASA. So NASA, <laughs> like... NASA isn't a government organization. NASA is, like, its own company, right? Uh, it is... I think it is a government organization. I, well, I thought it was, like, funded by the government. Yeah. So you, we're talking about two drummers who know nothing. I don't know anything about this, but I, I, I'm trying to act like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I don't... I have no idea, but I... I, I thought they were like, yeah, I didn't know they stopped the space program. But like, I follow NASA, dude. I've watched a bunch of, like, Here, stuff. Oh, on- let me read you a blurb. The National okay. Aeronautics and Space Administration is an independent agency of the United States federal government responsible oh. for the civilian space program as well as aeronautics and space research. NASA was established in 1958, succeeding the National... Advisory Committee for Aeronautics. Wow. There you have so it. So what is, doesn't Tesla have to do a lot with this, this last launch? Tesla is um, owned by the same guy who owns SpaceX. So S- SpaceX is the privately owned company. I see. They're the ones that developed this, this rocket and capsule in conjunction with NASA. Okay. This was the first time, like, when they were in the cabin, like, when they were sitting in their seats, I was like, bro, this is the first time this spaceship does not look like super 80s. It's all, (laughs) like, screens. It's all futuristic looking. Their suits look all futuristic looking. It's true. There's definitely a different sheen to it. It's Yeah. It's definitely not as, like, bare bones, functional only kind of. Right. With, like, toggle switches and, like, you know, like. Yeah. It, it, this was like this was advanced. This looks like a 2020 space launch. Yeah, I'm yeah, stoked. Except without cool. Coronas and without burning down. I want to go to space, dude. You know what, bro? Get me on the first ship out of here, and I'm down. I think we I'm need to do to go. some research and drumming in space, probably. Yeah, how sound travels. Yeah, let's get into it. I mean, it sounds like a valid point to me, and nobody else should go besides the drum brigade. We are. I would send yeah. us. Or like how cymbals and drums feel different in zero gravity. I don't yeah. know. It, it just sounds like a good excuse to go to space <laughs> for us. <laughs> well, we have to have some kind of excuse to go. You know, they ain't going to send us for like, I don't know, maybe how burritos taste in space. So drumming. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think it, yeah. I've always had a fascination with, with space, man. Like, I'm always like, dude, what's it like? What's it, what's like there, like a few years ago, there was this, I forget what it was called. Some, some, it just had like a name of numbers, like axis, you know, three, seven, two. It was a planet that they said was like that they found so many light years away, but they said it was similar. It was a possible similarity to earth. And they're like, are there, are there like creatures there? And like, we found water in there. It could look like this. And like, just based off of the artist renditions, I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to see it. And you, there's no way we can see it. We don't have the technology, but I know when are we going to get like those dope spaceships that can go through wormholes or warp speed yeah. or 
faster Dude. than light. I, I think we need to go faster than light. That was avatar dude that was avatar that's the planet unobtainium <laughs> unobtainium <laughs> out of the like one of the dopest movies i know you think that's funny phil that's one of the, like dopest the dumbest movies. name for something can you come up with a better name than unobtainium <laughs> that's the stupidest <laughs> thing i've ever heard <laughs> unobtainium it's like this is like you gave no you gave so much thought into every single detail of that movie except uh. for the name of the whole purpose of the movie yeah, unobtainium. Oh. I'm I'm getting tired too of <laughs> these these alien movies making the aliens like kind of similar to humans, like humanoid aliens. Like that movie, they were just blue humans with tails. Like yeah. stop, make everything different. They had trees and stuff. Like stop, make every single thing different. Yeah. Like do what you got to do. Smoke some weed eat some mushrooms and then come up with some crazy ideas. Okay. And then I, that's the movie I want to see. Come yeah. up with everything different. When are they know? doing avatar part two? I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't, I can't make sense of anything right now. Like me and my wife were so excited to see that, that, um, that show. I mean, that movie quiet place two. Did you ever see quiet place one? I don't think so. What is that? Oh, it's a, such a good movie, dude. It's so good quiet place the quiet place yeah it's with um that dude jim that he's not named jim but he's jim on the office and mm. these is aliens come down and they're taking over the earth what? and and you know me dude i know you, you know love, me in a good love, alien movie you love alien apocalypse movies Ugh, i can't this is that to the t dude this is that and um they they're sensitive to sound so they they can attack you they can't see you but they can hear you so everything is quiet and it just leaves you on the edge of your seat oh so they're like space bats <laughs> i guess <yeah. laughs> okay that movie also apollo 12 that. you ever seen it? it's on it's on um netflix apollo. is that wait is that was that the one with tom hanks uh no no that's up that's apollo 13. 11 or something apollo 13 right maybe Apollo, I think it's called Apollo 12. It's a movie about they go to the they go to the moon. And it's done it's done exactly like Cloverfield. It's like Cloverfield's my favorite movie. Um <laughs> one because um because that chick is in it. Oh god. <laughs> oh, she's so good looking, dude. Um what is her name now? I can't remember. Apollo. Lizzie Kaplan, Lizzie Kaplan. Oh. Apollo 12 <sighs> movie. What is this? The they go to the moon. The last man in the moon. What is it called? So this is the the premise of that is they film it like you're. This is the this is the one that they didn't that, like. They found secret footage from NASA or whatever that, like they they didn't want you to know about. And so these guys, this is the the mission to the moon that just got erased. And so they found the footage. They went and basically there's aliens on the moon. And they like just, it's so good, man. That movie, whew, it's freaky. I feel like I'm so I saw that. It's so freaky. It's probably not for everyone, but for me, that was like, dude, that Wait, was up there. Could it be called Apollo 18? Mm-mm. Came out in 2011. 
2011. So Not horror- Apollo 18. There's no way. Space horror movie. Is, is it a horror movie? It's not Apollo 18. That's there's no way. Let me see here. Hold on. It sounds like that's what you're describing. Bear with, bear with. Okay, I'm gonna find it. I thought it was Apollo 12. Maybe Apollo 12 is the um is the one with Tom Hanks. I think uh, that's Apollo 13. Is that? A P P. Oops. Yeah. Oh, it's Apollo 18. You're right. Yeah, okay. Um no wait. Yeah, Apollo 18. That's what it is. Why did I say Apollo 12? That is with that is with uh, Tom Hanks. Dang that movie, Phil. You should go watch it. Right, the show's over. Let's just watch it via Apollo Zoom. Apollo 18 is the yes. the fictional space horror film, right? Yes, Apollo 18. Okay, Apollo 18. Glad we cleared that up. This is important yeah. stuff. We're having some... like the people are probably going to be watching Apollo 12. Like this ain't scary at all. What's this fool talking about? I, I don't know if there is a movie about. I don't know. Looks like the they, Paul, that movie was great for me too, man. That was that Apollo the Tom twelve Hanks was one. the second flight to actually land on the moon. Yeah, looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, enough about science fiction movies, dude. We're living in a science fiction movie right now, for real. Everyone's <laughs> wearing masks. Some everybody's kind of dude. You walk out crazy your door, pandemic. And, I don't understand social before unrest. Before we get started, Phil, before we get started, let's just get this out. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Dude, the world that we're living in right now is nuts. Okay, that's not what my soapbox is about. My soapbox is about me and my wife taking precautions and being courteous to other people and wearing a mask. Yeah. When the heck did wearing a mask become a political statement? Oh, good golly. That is not a political statement. That is, first of all, a rule or a law or whatever enforced by the CDC. Now, look, whether you believe that it helps or not, that's your prerogative. But... Whether I believe if it helps or not, that's my prerogative. All right, Bobby Brown? So listen, if I want to freaking wear a mask, get out of my face and just leave me alone. Get your germs away from me. Yeah. Okay, so that's it. Like, we went to the beach. In order to go on the beach, there's signs everywhere. And if you want to enjoy the beach, like, it's a strict rule that you have to be six feet apart. You have to be socially distant. You can enjoy water, go in the water. You can surf. You can body surf. You can do what you want. When you're on the beach, you have to keep it moving and you got to wear a mask. That's it. Okay, dude, like, so what? If you don't want to wear a mask and you want to break the rules, good for you. Go do it. But there's like this this stupid Becky walking by with her with her Starbucks and her kids. Wait, None Be- of them are wearing masks. Becky? Yeah. It's a stupid a, Becky. What's a stupid? Is that like a a, ty- a person type? Like a <laughs> what is it? The uh, it's the it? same lady that's like, I want to speak to your manager. It's some the same lady that says, "Can you play something we could dance to?" It's that lady. Oh, okay, that's Becky. They're all named Becky. I thought there was like a Karen or something. Is that Karen? Maybe it's Karen. It's Karen too. Okay, yes, not Becky. Karen. Don't be a Karen. That, okay. Is that, is that yeah. what it is? 
Okay, so way to just way to ruin my momentum. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Karen is walking by with her Starbucks and probably a little Yorkie dog and her kids that are not wearing masks. And she's just, oh, I'm in good health. So why should I have to be restricted from this this thing on my face that doesn't match my freaking Louis Vuitton purse? Okay. She's walking by. We're walking, me and my wife are walking by on the beach and we're just like leaving and she's telling her kids don't you think it's funny how people still wear those masks think that, thinking that they actually do something and i'm like my i didn't hear her thank goodness for her because my wife's like you know that stupid lady said i'm like what'd you say she's like isn't it funny how people think blah blah blah, blah. and i'm like where is she I'm like, what? Where is she? And I'm like turning around immediately, like going to get in Karen's little funky face. Funky face. <laughs> and thank goodness for her, she was very swift because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see her. She kind of blended in in Encinitas with all the other Karens. <laughs> and um, but I'm like, first of all, that's my right. It's my, it's my prerogative. It's my right. It's my decision. If I want to wear a mask, what's it to you? By the way, this is a courteous to you, dude, just in case I might have it, which I don't think I do. But if I do, I'm not going to spread it to you or I'm at least going to try to hinder that. Yeah. So take that into consideration and stop being inconsiderate and unreasonable. If you don't want to wear one and you don't want to put one on your kids, then freaking fine. Leave us alone then. But it's not a political statement. It's me trying to be safe and courteous to you. Yeah. Gosh dang it, Phil. Hey, I'm with you. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't understand the um it seems like there's there's been a uh like a weird movement against experts. Safety. Against, against experts in general. I feel yeah. like and information, like people think that if information's coming from experts and people who are you know, lots of experts, like the entire medical community that oh yeah. you know they they don't know what they're talking about it must be absurd Dude, i'm telling you man <laughs> it's th this is i understand like i've never been one to like conform and be like look the government said to do it so let's do it like most of the time i'm skeptical about all of that stuff uh, there's stuff about covid that i'm skeptical about i'm not going to talk about that on the show but i'm just saying dude what they're telling us and what is actual truth who knows but I'm just saying, dude, whether or not it's true, whether or not it's fake, whether or not whatever you want to believe, it still is killing people. You cannot deny that. I have friends that have it, okay? And, like, this friend that I have is sick as a dog, dude. She is sick. She's been sick for, like, over a month, okay? I, I don't know if I had it, but I was sick as heck, like, in December and January. And, like... I'm just saying, dude, if it's a preventable measure and it's my decision, if even if I'm just like, dude, whatever the government says, I want to conform to that. That's my decision, dude. That's why America is America. We can do what we freaking want here. So that's why I'm saying I'm not telling you to wear a mask, even though the law is telling you that. But like, why are you talking to me? Why are you saying it's funny? Keep your opinion to yourself. And, yeah. like, keep it to yourself. Like, I mean, you don't want to wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. I've said that 50 times now. But I just, 
just just leave me alone, dude. Just leave me alone. You're the same lady that wants to touch my symbols. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Just stop and just take your stupid rug rat little kids out of my face. <laughs> Gosh dang it. I ain't trying to hear that right Wear now. Wear a mask. Or don't. I don't care. Just let me be. Yeah. To me, <sighs> even if like, I just don't get it, man. I don't know. I I shouldn't get so mad, but I don't understand why something irrelevant is a political stance. And it's so simple and and easy. And the the like the thought that it could be, it's such an easy measure to take to help keep other people safe. It's not about you. It's about exactly other people safe. And like, even if you don't, for some weird reason, believe it does anything, even though the medical community agrees that it does even if you think that still wear one just because otherwise you're being a jerk dude even besides (laughs) that i mean i've i completely believe that i completely believe that you yeah you are being a jerk and you're you're helping this thing to succeed and continue you're not flattening the curve whatever they you know they're telling us but it's deep dude it's deep because like i don't like personally I don't really like buy into like Western medicine stuff. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about it a million times. Like I, I see like alternative medicine doctors and Chinese medicine doctors and all this stuff. So I, I, for health reasons, I feel like that's a better fit for me. I don't feel like a pill. You should just take a pill and that fixes everything. Or, you know, whatever. That That's a whole nother soapbox that I can get on. And I don't want to get on that because then we start talking about conspiracy theories and political stances and all that stuff. That's not what I do. This is a show about drums. But at the end of the day, I go see this this doctor that is like an alternative medicine doctor. And he, he, he does kinesiology, kesthesiology. I can't I don't remember what exactly it is, but he really helps a lot. Um, but he's like firm about not wearing masks. He is like so like they're just meaningless it's stupid it's dumb don't wear it like he doesn't say don't wear it but he's like i won't you don't have to wear that in here and i'm like yeah no like i don't i mean when i'm seeing him yes okay i'm not gonna wear it but like when just don't don't push your views and your politic political stuff on me dude because i don't do that to you if i feel comfortable doing it i feel comfortable wearing my mask and like you know, I don't want to believe the hype of what the government says. I don't. I never I never do, but just stop with this. Just stop. Everybody just man. Just stop pushing your stupid beliefs on me, dude. Or political views. I look, I I love talking. I love getting people's point of views. I love talking to people about religion and politics and all that stuff because I have I have beliefs too. But I never want to b- I, I always want to talk to people that want to hear it. You know what I mean? So if people are like, why do you wear a mask? I would be like, well, I wear it for these reasons. But I would not want to be like, can you believe these people like not wearing masks and like like going up to them and being like, you're a stupid idiot, even though I, I have that opinion. I, I, yeah, it's just weird. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to go down further up this road. Just be- Becky, Karen, whatever your name is, take your little Starbucks. <sighs> And just go do your thing with your little Yorkie dog. Yorkie. Leave me alone. Yorkies (laughs) are the cutest ever, but dude, Karen needs to stop. All right, Phil. 
Yeah. There's <laughs> a little bit of a tangent. This is going to be one of those shows, dude. This is a crazy... Don't even get me started on Policemen, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go there right now. Mm-hmm. But this is a crazy day to have a show. I almost didn't want to have a show today because the world is bananas right now. The world is bananas. And um, there's a lot of very strong opinions. There's a lot of political statements being made. There's a lot of destruction and people um, angry. And, um, you know, we, I, obviously we were talking before the show. We also have opinions on that, but I don't feel like this is the platform for that. I feel like this is a drum show. It's a morning show. This isn't a current events show. And so I think we can brush on that a little bit, but I don't think we should have a show about freaking, you know, how black people are getting killed by cops and it's not right and all that stuff. I will say this though, man, I I'm fear. I've been fearful for a long time with me and my wife going out in public. That could have easily been me, dude. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's scary. This is a scary time that we live in. Yeah. I've definitely been harassed by the police and, um, it's not cool. And it's, you know, like, Dude, I've been in handcuffs for no reason. Like I've done, I've done, uh, you know, and it's, I think, thank goodness I still have my life and I've never been beaten, um, but it could easily go that way. And so I, I honestly think though that, you know, I, I don't want to start getting down my, my stance on this and all that stuff. I just want to say that I do think that it's, it's a scary time that we live in. I feel like, um, it's crazy. It's crazy that this is happening. And I, I don't know, man, I don't know what to say. It's just like, I feel really bad for the people that are going through stuff. That's it. You know, it's just, it feels so bad for that guy's family. And like, yeah, man, it's hard to, it's hard to not get angry. It's hard to be like politically neutral in this. It's hard to be like, let's just have a, a show about drums. It's hard. Because you want to, you know, you want, you want to, you, this is like forcing you to choose a side, which it shouldn't be like that. It's absurd to me. I think like racism shouldn't be political. Yeah. It's, it should be condemned. I agree with you, Funky Phil. I agree. The sun shines on all of us, not just like one race or one type of person. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's leave it at that, man. Let's just, let's keep the show light and about drums. Cause I feel like w- people know, I mean, people, people, we all feel the same, man. Or I, I've, at least I hope we do. And, um, it's just, this is really a crazy time that we're living in, man. And, um, I feel so sorry for, first of all, for, you know, the dude like George Floyd's family, and all the other people who've gone through that. And, um, you know, I just, I feel, I feel bad for the people who's, who are losing their businesses. And, um, but then also, you know, even those people are like, we understand why people are angry and, you know, they're using this as to be heard. They're doing this to be heard. So crazy, man. All right. Anyways, um, we have a great show. Um, we have, uh, a wonderful guest, Dude, crazy good drummer. I mean, crazy good drummer. For real. Like, yeah, this dude, crazy. Hails from Dominican Republic. Um, actually, a few weeks ago, last on our last show, the question came up, who's on our radar? 
And I mentioned this guy. I've been watching him on YouTube and he caught my attention just because his style and his, his way of playing is um, very, very like uh, appealing to me. Can I say that? Yeah. It's, it just, his style, what's in my brain when I'm playing is what comes out or is what he's playing. So what I want to sound like is what he sounds like. It's crazy. Anyways, I really admire the way this dude plays. He's very clean. He's got great style. Um, now, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, but I think it's Vlade Guigni. <laughs> G-U-I-G-N-I. Okay, Vlade Guigni. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll get the cor- correct pronunciation. He's coming on <laughs> in about 10 minutes. I can't wait to hear minutes. what it actually is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so way that off, can't dude. Be right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, well, anyways... Um, I, when we had our show where I was talking about him, I called him Vlade Guingany. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll figure this out. I don't, I, I feel so stupid pronouncing his name. I know it's wrong. Um, anyways, he has, he's just, yeah, when you guys get a chance, go check out his Instagram. And he, he, he's also an educator too. And this dude has just clips of him shredding. In like the cleanest, most tastiest way. Dude's dope on drums. So I can't wait to talk to him, get to know him a little better. Um, yeah, Funky Phil, Drum Brigade. It's the Drum Brigade podcast. This is episode, what, 84? Um, is it? Man. Yeah, I think so. Uh, coming to the end of season five here, which is cool. We need a break. Um, we haven't really caught up, so we're going to do that in a minute or maybe a little bit after Vlade comes on. Um. The Drum Brigade is, um, it's just a place for drummers. It's a community. It's a place, it's a show right now. Our show, the Drum Brigade podcast is just a place where you can come to escape it all, Phil. Just escape it all. Yes. Just put your headphones on, go to the gym, work out, and listen to me and you talk about absolutely nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the Drum Brigade is a community and a family and a place for drummers, drum enthusiasts, future drummers, people who are just playing into music and culture to be among like-minded individuals. And so we um, try to do a lot of things. Our mission statement is camaraderie over competition. We're all about having each other's backs as drummers and um, making people feel like they belong because they're a drummer. That's what it's about for me. Um, I think you're cool because you play drums. Yeah. And I feel like I have something in common with you. That doesn't mean I want to be better than you. I want to admire how good you are on drums, even if you're just beginning. And I want to be like, yeah, I can use that or you can use what I'm doing. But either way, we're part of the same team because we play drums. Um, So we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different nationalities and different places. And we've st- some of us have studied longer than others. Some of us are just starting our drum journey. It doesn't matter. You're a drummer. You're welcome. So the way that we do that is uh, we have a podcast where we give drummers a voice to be heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have products so you can have an identity. So um, you can show people that you're a cool drummer like us. And, and then we also do drum lessons for right now during this COVID thing. Um, we do other things too, like events and sheds, but we haven't been doing that because of lockdown. So yeah, we do lessons. Funky Phil and I do lessons and, um, and some of our other friends, Kevin Gucci, um, and some others. And so we, uh, you know, we just try to, we just try to put out content and, um, yeah. So anyways, okay. 
yeah, I'm rambling. But if you want to get in touch with us to get drum lessons, just go on drumbrigade.com. And um, there you can get all the platforms that we post this this uh, podcast on. You can get to our merch store and you can get to our lessons. You can sign up for lessons. Um, we also have personal websites, Corey Kingston, K-O-R-E-Y-K-I-N-G-S-T-O-N.com. Um, you can get to my YouTube page from there where I do a lot of my work is on YouTube now for um, A Day in a Life as a Drummer, um, product reviews. And I also just posted something of me just playing. After my lessons, I just rolled tape or just hit record on the camera and was like, why not? No metronome, no nothing, just started playing. And people seem to dig it, Phil. I like that. I'm not, I'm not like patting myself on the back, but I don't know. It's like, it's dude, it, honestly... A day in a life is one thing. I don't, dude, I can do day in a lives all day, every day. Those are fun for me. It's, it's just a hobby for me. I don't make any money off of YouTube yet, Phil, yet. But then I post something like me playing, which is a lot, a lot of people are like, yeah, man, we hear you talk a lot, but like, we never see you play. You talk about drums all day long, but we never see you play. So I'm like, all right, I'll put it, I'll post it. And people are like really reacting good to it. And so it's really what I'm saying is it's really like an insecurity of mine to be like, just going to put myself out there and you can see like, you know, what I sound like, but people dig it. So you should do it too, Phil. I know I've got You've the same thing. I'm like, what's the point? Why should I post videos? I suck. Yeah. You shouldn't, people that you are, shouldn't think like that. There's people that are so much better. <laughs> That's what it's, it's not about that. It's about, it's, it's about camaraderie. I know. You're right. You're right. I got to get um, out of my own head. Yeah. I feel the exact same way, though. Like, why would people want to go and watch Tosh play and then watch me play and be like, he is not even close? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. But honestly, man, I was surprised at how much people were like, man, great video. Wow. Such groove. And so I'm like, really? Like, I wasn't playing to a click. I wasn't playing. Like, I was just playing, dude. Like, and they're just, oh, man. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do some more of it then. I'll just keep doing it. Or yeah, like it the rad. reggae video. I post a reggae video. These dudes came in the studio, and they're just like freaking out. Like the engineer's like, yeah, they saw my drums in here, and they're like, they're like these rapper guys. And he said that they just go, oh, do you guys play drums or something? And he's like, oh, the, there's another dude that uses the studio. Here, check out his video. And it's just like a reggae video. They're like losing their minds. We want to work with him. I'm like, what? Yeah. From that, that's like that took me. That was like literally one take. Like, let me just let me just record this song real quick. Well, I mean, you're just so, that good. No, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I've been like pushing forward in the wrong direction. I've been full on like, yeah, let me do this drummer vlog thing. People are going to react to it when people just want to see me play drums. I think, so I got to do think, more of it. I think there's people out that like both. Yeah. What I think is. I need to post drum videos like weekly and then I need to post like I need to work on lesson videos and I need to do day in a life videos, but not as a music video. I need to do it in the category of lifestyle and then people will react to that that aren't drummers. I think who knows, man, we'll never figure out this YouTube thing. All right. Anyways, Phil has on his website, Phil Pardell, P-H-I-L-P-A-R-D-E-L-L.com. Um, he has lesson videos and all kinds of things. You can book him for lessons. He has um, 
a lot of educational stuff on yours. And then he has all kinds of pictures and stuff. <laughs> yes. Um, also, um, do you guys still have like a campaign or anything running for Charlotte's studio? Uh, yeah, I think we have like a link to the web page on the Facebook, right? On Facebook. Yes. Yeah, so I, I shared Phil's it at some point. Phil's wife's studio got broken into and they stole a lot of her equipment and she's a, she's a music teacher as well. And so, um, if you guys want to donate to help her regain some of her, um, equipment so that she can be a teacher, like a, a good teacher, like she was, she needs some stuff. She needs help. So go to the, go to that faith, go to Phil's Facebook and then you can see it on there. You can go to mine too. And there's a link on there and, um, help out Phil's wife, man. Yeah. Thanks. All right, Phil. So we got our, we, we're not going to get into it yet. We're going to have to get into it after, um, because our, our guest is coming up right now. Oh, are you ready? Let's do it. Yo, funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. Yes. Funky Phil. Yeah. Oh, it's time. <laughs> Coming while well, he's on he's on Zoom with us right now from Boston, but hails from um Dominican Republic, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. man. That's very cool. Um, so yeah, let me just say a few things. Um he was recommended by world-class multi-Grammy award winner Michelle Camilo to receive an incredible scholarship um at the school uh Berkeley School of Music. Um, he studied with a lot of different drummers, Terry Lynn Carrington, Neil, or, uh, Neil Smith, Ralph Peterson Jr., um, among many others. He's a Pearl artist, Minel artist, um, Evans, Earthworks, microphones, head armor cases. So am I. Cool. <laughs> Slap cats, drum gel, dampeners, and a big fat snare drum, um, among their, many others. Dude has a crazy good um, online presence. He's an educator. Oh, TNR products. Sorry, um, CRS symbol resonance system and K breaks. I want to don't want to leave them out. We like mentioning all of our our friends' um, endorsements on our show because we don't get to mention our endorsements very often. Anyways, he's a, he's an educator. He's a clinician. He's um, got a crazy good um, social media presence. Post videos of himself playing that will just straight blow your mind. It's already blown my mind. Please welcome to the show, Blade. Guigny. I can't say it, man. I can't say it. Wow. Did it. I can't say you it. Did there it. we go. There we go. You did it. You did it. <laughs> All right. I can't say it right, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyways, welcome to the show. 
<laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's, it's a big honor always to hang out with drummers. Yeah, heck cool. yeah. Heck yeah, man. So, um, yeah, man. So you're in Boston. You're just chilling. Um, you're mentioning that today you normally record stuff or you just you, you get some content. Um, we've seen a lot of your content. I was just telling you before the show, man. Like la- I think two weeks ago we had an uh, um, episode and one of our questions on the Wheel of Death was, who's on your radar right now? And I brought up your name. I was like, I don't know if you guys have seen this dude play, but like this dude is a great drummer, man. Like just so clean and so tasty. It's like, I really love your playing, man. I can't say that enough. Thank I really you. love the way you play. Really, really just great style. And like, gosh, man, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a, that's an interesting uh, uh, question because uh, I, I normally say that, uh, for the most part, whatever we play on the instrument is like the result of uh, our influences, and, mm-hmm. and you know the, the drummers we listen to, or or the way we come up. Like in my case, you know, coming up from a family that you know they we don't have musicians in my family, but my dad particularly, he listens to a lot of great music, and. It's funny because you can see my playing and you see that one day maybe I go like super straight ahead jazz and yeah. stuff I love. But the other day it can be pop, it can be Latin, it can be fusion, whatever, because of that. Because we yeah. were always listening to a lot of different nice music at home, you know. And since I was a very little kid, I was being influenced for uh, from all of my heroes without knowing any of that because you know i wasn't paying attention to no drums but you know i was three years old and i was listening to dave weckel playing with michelle camillo without knowing any of that i do remember that my dad used to say that you know a lot of kids wanted to listen to kids music and and i you know i was like no 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 i want to listen to the symphony orchestra i want to mm-hmm. listen to this and that artist when i was just very little my dad used to say that i don't remember saying it but he said i did so i yeah. believe it you know that's very cool that's that's like and it shows too in your playing that it's it's not just like i feel like a big problem maybe it's not a problem it's just a different approach but um like a lot of kids, younger kids, or, you know, maybe people, kids that are studying will just watch YouTube videos of dudes just like gospel chop shredding, you know, and then that's what they do. But there's, it's, it's great. And it's a lot of stuff that I can't do, but it's, um, it's lacking musicality. And mm-hmm. that's what immediately captured me when I saw you play was like, man, it's so musical. It's so just like, it's just him, but it's it sounds like music. It doesn't sound like chops. It's not just chops, even though there's chops in there. Yeah. You can tell that you're influenced by music, not just like how, you know, different patterns that you can play at, you know, 250 BPM, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a combination of things because, I mean, I, I can say I was very fortunate to be around people who like, who, love and like music like from early playing the drums i mean i started playing guitar first and then oh, cool. when when i started playing the drums uh i mean i was very fortunate that i had a friend i have a friend he he was my very first mentor uh in my town back in the dominican republic and you know we we will sit to just listen to records you know and and since the very first moment i started playing instruments he he was 
showing me how to uh, play my role first. Like, you know, it is cool to, to, to have an ability. It is cool to, to be able to play flashy, uh, flashy chops, like you said. But in my particular case, since I grew up being influenced by the music, that's, that, that was my mirror, you know? Like yeah. YouTube came uh, a little later, and, and we all go to YouTube. Like there's a lot of uh, uh, great information uh, out there. But, you know, having, uh, like learning how to channel that and really put it into music, it, it's a little bit different than, than, than the, the younger guys because the difference is, I mean, at least to me, is that you can go on YouTube, for example, and, and let's say find this cool chop and, and put it into music and whatever. But I always believe in a bigger concept. Like, what if I learn mm -hmm. the whole concept behind that so I don't have to memorize a single chop and just do it and then have a like 70 chops memorized that I can just come up with. Right. In instead, if I have a concept on how to create and develop that, I, I have the concept and then I combine it with the music and the music will dictate if I have to play that at a certain place or not. And yeah. it, it, to me, it's a battle because both things are great. Like it is great to be able to memorize something exactly and playing over and over you know, for certain musical situations. But for other musical situations, people will like you to just be. Yeah. Just, just play. Just, you know, bring it on. You know, some people hire you to be the guy in two and four, and that's great. I love doing that, and I do it all the time. But some people bring you in because they want your vibe on yeah. the music. So, right. but, but if you don't have... I mean, if you don't look at your instrument in, in a musical way, like you've been saying since the beginning, mm -hmm. that's going to be a little harder to do. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the way I see it personally. That is awesome. That's, that's like, yeah, that, that right there is what I wish so many people would, would understand when they're behind it. That, that well, like what you just said makes me want to end the show and just jump on my drums right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like be like, but, yeah, let's do that. But I'll be honest to you. It it took years mm -hmm. to to shape that because you know when I was I don't know 17 years old, I'll come to church to play. Mm -hmm. And believe me, boy, I will have in my mind that chop I saw earlier, they were right. doing or Vinny, and I go like, let me just try to put it in this part. Right. And I did that a lot, but I had a lot of loving people next to me mm -hmm. telling me, like, bro, listen, okay, that's cool. <laughs> that is amazing but check this out yeah you know like a funny story the very first time in my life that i get to do a sound check okay so we were playing a, uh we were about to play at my church so my church got new equipment in my town and and i have this great friend of mine he, he used to be a salesman but he's a, he's a great uh, piano player he saw all the sound equipment to the church he brings it in and he's trying it and he said okay let's do a sound check i go like okay sound check whatever that is okay <laughs> they put the mics on the drums and i said he said okay let's let's hear some drums and i started yeah oh yeah everything. he was like no 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 give me a kick <laughs> said, what yeah. are you talking about man <laughs> give me a kick and snare tune, and i go like 
what? But yeah. whatever, I, I'll do it because he's cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that guy, you know, that other guy was the same guy that later on he started calling me to do little stuff here and there. And when I come out and start playing uh in other churches outside of mine, like going on trips and do some stuff, you know, it's a different vibe because you have to go and play in different places, different acoustics, different dynamics, you know, and I had to learn so much about sound. And that's what mm -hmm. dragged me very quickly into studio. Okay. Studio sound and, and how do you tune your drums? How do you mic your drums? How do you get the best out of your drums? And how do you combine that with your hands because of course the sound is first in my hands right. but how do i you know it was it was fun man i and i still every single day learn what not to do yeah yeah <laughs> make it better you know? yeah i love that that's it's the same thing that we're we're doing too phil and i do the same thing where we're, we're constantly trying to get better sound you know now we're kind of forced to be home or, you know, or in the studio or whatever, and just trying to get, you know, the right sounds. Like if we're recording something, how do we get different sounds? How do we tune our drums? How do we do this? How do we do that? And it's like, but I've also, I've, that's such a funny story about sound checking because I, I spent years doing, being that guy, like on tour where it's like, man, I've been in the, in the bus or in the van or whatever, like for the, this whole drive. And I just want to play, like, I just want to practice. And finally it's my turn to sound check. Let me get some kick, and I'm already just just is just going for blood right away. Like and they're just like, bro, who is this drummer? Like, let me just get kick and snare, man. Like, but I've also seen it now too, where it's like, you know, we've we've grown up and we're like, okay, we're professionals. We know how to how to do a proper sound check. Maybe that's something that we need to teach. But um, I've also seen other drummers watch me sound check and then watch me play the, the songs with the band and then it's their turn their opening or whatever and they're going for blood to like show me that they can play and uh, i'm like dude I, you don't need to prove it on your sound check like i can you're on the stage i can see that you can play like i'm we're you're not you're you're you don't have to prove anything to me prove to the sound man that you sound good you yeah. know <laughs> that's good yeah so um so man how's uh how's the um this whole like we've i don't know about you in boston but we've been off this is my 10th week without a gig my whole calendar got got wiped out and um so we've been kind of focusing more on teaching and um you know obviously because we can't play and putting out content i'm sure like you but yeah. um how's everything been going how's everything been treating you with this crazy time now there's riots going on i'm sure in boston and like last night was crazy here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah last night um i mean it was a long day of uh peaceful uh protesting but then mm -hmm. when it got dark mm -hmm. um like well i i know about downtown is is pretty pretty bad right now yeah and and you know we we're all feeling this and and i i think that as musicians of course we cannot just stay silent, but I think we can express and talk about this through our music. That's exactly. And we can uh, come together and and you know, I always believe in music as a as a really powerful tool for healing. So we have to play, we have to to do, we have to create, and we have to, you know, especially you know, if we have a platform, if we have social media, we have to talk about it, we have to educate people. We can't be just silent about everything that's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's these are really strange times because combining that with the pandemic, right. people are forgetting pretty quickly about that pandemic. And, and I see that second wave sooner than later with all these people on the streets. Hopefully right. not, but, you know, let's see. We'll see. And in regarding of, of, of making music and, and, you know, being able to work, of course, we all suffer that there's no live gigs. Uh, I just recently did one uh, uh, that we went to this place I used to play a lot, and they did like a Facebook live from there, just the band, oh, cool. you know, for tips and stuff. It was it was a nice uh, night because that was the exact band I played the last gig before everything closed down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we went uh. and played this did this other gig, and you know, I I've, I've always been uh, teaching online and having uh, Skype students, so that's. Uh, that's good and it's still in demand. And um, I've been doing also some studio work because, you know, I track drums, but I also, I'm also an engineer. That's what I studied at Berkeley. So I, I do mixing, mastering, and editing and oh, all cool. that. So I'm, I'm working with a couple of people on that to be able to survive. At least, you know, I get to pay the bills. I can't complain uh, because yeah. a lot of people, uh, of course, because of the necessity, everybody's trying to teach now and to record and to get a studio together at home. But I had it way, way before all this happened and I was working there. That's, that reminds me of the importance of being always able to to work in different ways in music because you never know what's going to happen. You can't just rely on playing live gigs. Right. You know, it's important, but but we have to do a lot of different things. Well, and that's, that's, what's crazy about this situation is, um, I mean, before this happened, my teaching was probably like 20% of my income. So it was very little. And, um, my, and then my online presence too, was just very small, like minimal. I rarely post post me playing, just sitting in my studio playing drums. It was more like live gigs or whatever. So like me and Phil, the majority, like most of our income was live gigs. I don't, well, right, Phil, for you, was it like that? Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, so this is like kind of forcing me to kind of go fall into the role of like, Hey man, maybe I should focus more on teaching and maybe I should focus more on developing my online presence and, um, think about teaching online. And, and then, so I, luckily for me, I similarly had the equipment to pivot very quickly to yeah. start teaching online through through Zoom or Skype or whatever people have. And um, so that was an easy transition where I was able to keep all my students. But man, like the the biggest part of my income is gone, gone, gone. Like, yeah. And so now, now when this comes back, I'm like, man, you know, I, I don't want to rely on my gigs as much as I was. Like I wanted, I would, I would prefer to do what I'm doing. I would prefer to teach more and, and post videos. And, you know, I want to keep this going as much as I can. So it's, it's kind of been good in that way. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to, you know, to just be able, cause my, in my case is I've, I've always had this kind of, uh, uh, philosophy. I, you know, I do not discriminate any, kind of work in music um i don't think jazz is better than pop or mm. rock is better than than salsa or whatever i 
but but there's certain things I just don't see myself playing or certain situations, and I don't want to be forced to. Oh, I have to do this game because of the money. That's yeah. you know. So so kind of uh, developing uh, different sources of income through music has helped me to be able to be a little, just a little bit more selective in, in, you know, playing a live gig. Yeah. Mostly because I really want to play with these people and and, and not, as you guys know, not all the live gigs are really paying well, Uh, uh, like, like we deserve and, and how much we work. And that's not, necessarily because of us musicians probably because of whoever is hiring us and if we are allowing that but i mean whatever we have to survive anyways right Right. and 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 that's why for example for me doing studio work helps me a lot more because you can manage your time Mm -hmm. a little bit more and like i said you know there's a moment that like now you don't know how many moments like this we will have. Right. But but being able to create from home or from a studio will keep you going. We just have to be a little bit smarter on how to use our budgets. Yeah. And <laughs> exactly. It, we, like, we like to buy gear. We like to get stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a never-ending thing. Like, yeah, man, but that symbol, man, you know. I was literally thinking this this morning. <laughs> and then you got all these endorsements and you get this privilege to get some gear. But then, but that, that rare snare that, yeah. you know, <laughs> shows up on reverb and you go like, look at your credit card. And then you, you look at your credit card again. Should I do it? Yeah. I mean, you all know the feeling. Yeah. Oh, of yeah. That. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the things with my uh, fiance, she, she learned, I mean, she learned how to understand my snare drum obsession. But sometimes <laughs> we all have tells, one. Yeah. But she sometimes she tells me, if you get an, another snare drum in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. There wait, what oh it's hold on. I got I was moving my camera and it shut off, but but I see. There we go. You see me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. Here's, my, yep. here's my drum kit set up over here, but yeah, that's yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I hear that. You know how that is. That's it. Is what it is. And like, there are so many other ones that are coming. Like a couple companies, a company that I I endorse is like talking about, you know, their future and coming out with this or that. And I'm like, oh man, can I pay off my credit card? Can I like use it again to buy something? Buy another snare? Buy another kit? I'm like. Just forget it, man. I can't think like this right now. I just gotta pay, like, pay my bills and you know, eat, have food yeah. to eat. Yeah, and um, I'm sure. And how's how's San Diego doing with all this? Uh, it's it's getting it's getting crazy. They're they're burning down parts of San Diego, East County, San Diego. I don't know if it's reached downtown, but um, yeah, it's a little different out here. Like, it's not as bad as Minnesota, but Los yeah. Angeles is. Los Angeles, this is nothing new for Los Angeles. So yeah, like, I, I know, I know. Yeah. They're the like, you know, the police are kind of still in control over there and they're not playing games. And so, you know, I'm not in I'm not in Los Angeles, but it's it's an hour and a half or two hours away. And um yeah, it's it's crazy everywhere, man. People even in this little town, 
you know, like a little further north from where Phil is, this town Temecula is like predominantly like just it's a suburb. It's predominantly white people there. And they're they're blocking off the streets and protesting in Temecula. It's like that's crazy. That's I mean, that's not even like a city, but I I just hope I, I just hope like you know, whatever is happening now, it's something that the authorities will finally listen and, and at yeah. least begin something that makes a difference, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel, yeah. And I feel like that's that's what we were talking about before the show um, start or before you came on that. Mm-hmm. People are just angry. And even the people who are losing their businesses are like, look, it sucks, but we get it. Like people want to be heard, you know? And this is the way that they're going to be heard. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, it's really, it's a crazy time for everyone. Even, yeah. dude, this is an American problem. And, like, my wife showed me that in England, people, like, in London, there was, like, thousands and thousands of people protesting at the U.S. Embassy. I'm like, this is an American thing. Why are they, like, and they're protesting, like, this needs to change. This needs to stop. Yeah, but the, the, the like, thing dang. is, the, the, the thing is, Corey, that, you know, for example, I come from the Dominican Republic, right? And and the the problem is that whatever is happening in in, in North America and the United States is it's kind of a almost world reflection because yeah. you know you have people here from all the cultures, you know, mm-hmm. and this is a, a country that has been built with with immigrants, and and we all feel that everywhere, and yeah. it affects everywhere. And people feel the rage everywhere. I I tell you because, you know, and I I had a lot of friends checking on, like, hey, what's up? Uh, how's yeah. how are things out there? I can see the news, and and we all know that there's a lot of you know manipulation on the media sometimes, right? Uh, and and we have to filter and see what's really happening. And on the other hand, you know, people will come and say, "Yeah, but this is not the solution." Yeah, we all get that. Nobody's saying that violence is the way to go. Whatever, but hey, it's a result of what's right. been happening. Like, I mean, think about someone who has been abused, mm-hmm. like his whole life or her whole life. There is a moment that person can go and kill you, perhaps. Right. God forbid. But that happens over and over. Like, if you are abusing, 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 one day people will be like, hey, enough we is can't enough. take it anymore. E- enough is enough. So, yes, I will always stand and say, hey, I don't agree with violence, but please, let's hear these people. Hear us before everything gets crazier because just the fact that People felt like, hey, why did it take so long right. to charge these these people right. for the murder? Like, why? Why did it was like four days, something like that? We're like, why? Why is this happening in 2020 still? Yeah, why is this happening in 2020? <laughs> and and I can tell you both of you guys, I, I came to the States in 2013 mm. uh to Berkeley. And when the uh 2016 election happened and everything. You know, there were a lot of people crying at Berkeley that day uh, uh, when uh, President Trump was elected. And and I was, like, confused because uh, although I come from a country that that I can st- I still see racism there, but I remember talking to my dad really frustrated like that. What's going on? I, I thought, 
you know, I always thought about the U.S. as a country that they they advanced so much yeah. in, in this uh, in the human rights and and he said like, listen, that's what some people want you to see, but the problem is still there and it's alive. Yeah. I remember being frustrated that day because I, I couldn't understand what was happening. Mm. Mm. And trust me, I'm not I'm not tripping. It's been four years almost since that experience, and a lot has changed. Yeah. Like and, and not for the good. Right. No, <laughs> right. enough for the good. I, I feel like are we going backwards as a society? It feels like you know, exactly. And and if you think about our heroes, musicians, you know, back in the day, I've seen that picture uh, of Miles, for example, that day that Miles Davis was just uh, smoking a cigarette on a, on a break of a show in New York City, and he was beaten by a police guy. Yeah. In his prime time, Miles Davis, <laughs> in the 60s. Yeah. And we are in 2020. How is that different? Right. I don't know. This is man. Why, well, and so that goes back to what you're saying. Like what we were saying earlier is like, man, you protest and you protest and you protest, but if you're not being heard, eventually people are going to break. And this is not just black people. This is like, everybody, everybody. is fed up and like sick yeah. of it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. and what's scary, man, is that could have easily been me. That could have easily been you. It could be anybody, you know, it yeah. could be anybody these days. People just do what they want. And, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's just scary, man. It's a crazy world we live in. I mean, in. it's just sad that you can feel one day. I, my mom, uh, she's, uh, an American citizen now. Uh, she, she came, uh, to the States before I, I went to Berkeley and, and she's always, she, every, every day she called me and I say, I pray that you guys, you know, don't get in any trouble with, because I drive every day. Mm -hmm. uh, with the police on the highway. And I'm like, mom, listen, I know, I mean, the, you know, there's some weird stuff with the police sometimes, but as far as I, I'm concerned so far, I've been treated really uh, nicely. There's a lot of professionals out there, but you never know if one day you're going to come uh, and, and confront some guy that is going to treat you in a weird way. And, right. you know, I, I want to be very respectful about that because I, I'm not saying law enforcement is is wrong but there's there's dirty cops everywhere right and and the abuse of power with minorities shouldn't be tolerated in right period that's it yeah and i'm i'm not i'm not gonna get angry so i'm we're talking about <laughs> drums but you know. same here yeah same here but you know I, I'm uh, just, yeah well, yeah, we, 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 we're with you, man. We feel the same way in that. And that's what we had to, we had to like stop the show earlier because I was like, look, let's not make this a, a political show or yeah. anything like that. Let's, let's just, it, but it's, it's this, this is a, this is also the time that we live in where you, you know, this is our, this is our platform, you know, this, is, this is the platform. Yeah. Right. This, this is our platform for drummers to have a voice. And so, you know, that's what it is. And this is how people feel. And, and so, and normally, normally, like I was saying, as musicians, sometimes we're in the forefront of making a political statement through music or taking yep. a political stance as music. And I try very hard to not do that and to just make it about my drums and my love for my instrument. Um, but unfortunately that's just what it is. Or fortunately for some people, you know, that's yeah. just what it is. They, they, that's their platform. 
Um, which is a good thing. A lot of musicians I've seen have been going out there and, and protesting and the majority of people, my musician friends have been protesting peacefully, but trying to have a voice for what they believe in. And I respect that, you know? Yeah, me too. So I, I believe that too. Yeah. So that was one of the listener questions that we had is, um, on, on the show, I have, a. A segment called Corey's Soapbox. That's where I rant about something. So they asked if you have a soapbox. Um, if if you have something that gets on your nerves or that you rant about, it just says, "Does he have a soapbox?" So that that's probably a good one. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, but uh, but I there are there, there is something actually, and and it's, this is more related to to the work we do in in social media. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and uh, and what gets on my nerves, and and, and I, I'm open and honest about this. You know, um, sometimes uh, we we look for ways to engage a little more with the audience, and uh, sometimes I like to go live and let's say I don't know do Q and A. I play a little bit and then start talking. But one thing I I do not understand about today's specific uh, social media generation. It's like, if I come and I'm trying to play something for you, why do you want me to always try to play stuff of somebody else? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I, I get people like, yo, man, play that um, Jeff Porcaro shuffle. It's like, bro, you got Jeff Porcaro playing on YouTube. Go and watch him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <Such> here. <laughs> I'm here to play me, you <laughs> yeah, know, and, and, and if you see some of the questions I get sometimes in, in DMs or, or not questions, no. demands, <laughs> I, I go like, I mean, there, there is a different approach. Like you, you can tell when, when people are uh, respectful of, of, of your craft and whatever you do. Some people will come to me like I post something and man, I, I wrote like, I don't know, 500 words in the caption, like explaining about this video or, or why did I do it or, or the musical thing behind it. And all I get is splash <laughs> and, and then a question. Like, you can't even say hello. Hey, what's up? Thank you for your video. Um, I'm just curious about a splash because it sounds so good. What is yeah. it? And I have no problem. You know, I, I, I'm passionate about gear. I like to talk gear all the time. Yeah. But if you can't see beyond the gear, that's a problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> so true, dude. Like, I mean, yes. Trust me, uh, Corey and Phil, I work my ass off to get the best sound possible out yeah. of my drums and my engineer, whatever. And I kind of have a, a like a preset of everything so i can work pretty quickly mm -hmm. but when i'm playing i'm not thinking about any of that i'm just thinking about music let's talk music right. <laughs> like can't you see beyond that and yeah. that, that gets on my nerves and what i do is like uh, i'm honest i go and and i rant with my family and say like look at this thing i don't you know i don't engage on 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 uh those kind of comments unless sometimes there are some haters yeah, they come at you from profiles with no photo, or private oh, yeah. profiles because they just hate you. And some of those, sometimes when I feel like I call them out, sometimes I just don't don't say anything. <laughs> I let the fans do it. The fans yeah. will like just smack them. 
Oh, that's a good approach. That's a good yeah. way to think about it. Cause I, I always feel like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not as, um, like I don't have the a following like, like you have. So I don't have many, like I, my, my following is very small, but I've had a few where I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to go in on this dude. Like I'm going <laughs> to like let you know. And then like, yeah, they're just stupid. Like I did a review for, for, um, true tones. It's like, um, like moon gels or, you know, something like that that mm -hmm. dampens your drums. And this dude just starts ripping me apart for not letting my, the tones of my drums like sustain. Why would you ever put those on your drums? <laughs> You're just sucking the sound out of your drums. And I'm like, bro, it's a review on a, it's a product review. Exactly. And he's just like, yeah, the, this is the problem with young drummers. They, they like to suck the sound out of their drums. And I'm like, first of all, you're coming on my page. I'm like, why don't you do a review on something? And then I can come on it. And I'm like, or better yet, why don't I just block you? And I just blocked him. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I, it's, it's a never ending thing. And, and, um, you know, it's that feeling like I was saying earlier, I go live and I'm trying, you know, just flow or play whatever. And, you know, I, I didn't even say, Hey guys, some requests. Yeah. <laughs> People start like, what did, don't you do this? Uh, go and do that and go and, and I <laughs> have to be honest. I don't, I don't like, I mean, if I want your direction, if I, if I need your opinion on what to post, right. Trust me, I will put it on the caption. Like, Hey guys, let me know if there's something you like me to cover. Yeah. And I'm doing that a lot less every single day because I've learned something about um, what's going on right now. I see, I understand, and I don't um, criticize negatively those who want to grow a lot on social media fast, quickly, just doing as everybody pleases. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, I I am a little bit more inclined to the following of the people that follow you because who you are. Yeah. Because your stuff. And there's nothing wrong with doing covers. I do covers, but I do covers of stuff I like. Exactly. You are not going to have me playing something of somebody because that song is very famous and I'm going to get a million views on YouTube. Forget right. it. That's not me. <laughs> uh, and, and it's, it's kind of hard because for everybody, it's really tempting when you see the numbers, right? People having this super large following, but at what cost? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, my heroes were never shaped by the audience. Yeah. You know, the audience was influenced by whatever he or she expressed or, or, or let's say the times they lived in, whatever they wanted to say about what they were living at certain moment, but not this thing about, Hey, you, you got to play that gets on my nerves, bro. And, <laughs> and, and the other thing is like, and this is, this is a gray spot. This one is a gray spot because I know some people will say something about your plane and refer it to somebody else as yeah. a compliment, but a lot of other people do it in, in a different way. Like, oh, you're just playing like Vinny Calayuda. Oh, my God. And I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I fight it. I said, like, okay, thank you. Vinny, 
Really? That's a huge. Oh man, that's yeah. amazing. But uh, but um, man, if you really study the history of the instrument, for example, you look at Vinny. But a lot of young guys don't know that Vinny's Tony Williams and Billy Cobham and Steve Gadd, you mm-hmm. know that that kind of influence. But he's still Vinny, right? And and every other drummer that comes to to the new generation is influenced by a bunch of other guys like me. And and I love my influence, but I, I like to say, and I this I say this in a very respectful way. I like to say I have my sound, right. and I am me when I'm playing, like. First, I can't never be these other guys. Right. You're unique. And and you are unique and I'm unique. It's about expressing. It's about yeah, man. having fun. And anybody who would say that doesn't it, it, I don't I don't feel like you really get it. If you if you're gonna say something negative, first of all, if they're gonna say something negative about your playing, they're out to left field. They don't know what they're talking about because that's definitely I would first of all, I wouldn't you hear influences, but that's what it's about as drummers. You're who said that? Like James Brown, I think said that or somebody like. And if you think about artists that like they take from different people to make them themselves. Like mm-hmm. if you look at Prince, Prince dances a lot like James Brown, you know, yeah. and like or he did. And yeah. like a lot of the influence is just taken, but he's still Prince. He's he was yeah. still Prince, you know. And so it's the same for us as drummers, man. Who cares if you if you have taken some of the licks from Vinny or you've taken some of the licks from Dave Garibaldi or, or whoever, it, it doesn't matter. You're still you. There's yeah. still only so many rudiments and so many combinations. And it's the way yeah. we could both play a six stroke role right now on our kits and it would sound and feel different. Completely. Exactly. In fact, man. Um, and, and this is, this is the thing that happens a lot today, you know, and sorry guys, we're not, we're not trying to, to bash today's generation, we're just trying to enlighten a little bit here. Right. Is that, and this I owe a lot to my mentors before I came to Berkeley and my mentors at Berkeley. One of the things I've learned that I think we all should do, regardless what's our interest in the drums, is to really study the history of the instrument. Mm-hmm. Who came before you and what did they do? Because, for example, we mentioned Vinny, and I said some of his influences, right? And a lot of YouTube cats, they will come and transcribe one of his legs, and that's the, the latest thing ever. And, and But I, I will tell you, I'm sure maybe you've heard it. Uh, his podcast is amazing. You have to oh, I love it. He, he, his brain is it's, it's not in this earth, and that's right. why I love him. Because his playing is just like he is. It's so sophisticated. Yeah. And then he but then if you if you if you dig a little bit deeper, you know, Vinny went to Berkeley for a year and when he was here he was studying with Gary Chafee and he studied with Alan Dawson too. And for example, Gary Chafee is, you know, as all we know as an educator, the master of, of linear playing and on all those accents and concepts and groupings. And you transcribe Vinny Lake, and that's cool. But if you study Gary Chester, uh, Gary Chafee's concepts, you'll hear Vinny and you understand. Because right. what Vinny did is like he adopted those concepts and he made it his own on his exactly. plane. You you'll hear the the Gary Chafee uh, concepts, but Vinny style, right? It's so killing. Yeah. It's so unique. 
you know, and if you do that, when you hear Vinny, you you understand him and you do what what I personally do. Sometimes I will take his exact phrase and try to replicate it. But most of the time, I like to channel the energy of these players and just play whatever comes to my mind. I I don't try to be uh, like really literal about every phrase. And that helps me to be a little bit more different because I'm not trying to play exactly like they play. I try to channel that energy or or, or those accents or, or that. And when I'm playing Beanie, at the same time, I'm thinking uh, Tony Williams. Right. You know, exactly. It, it, but, but if you talk about Tony Williams, you have to think about Roy Haynes. You right. have to think about Max Roach. You <laughs> right. know, and then go back. Right. And for me, and this is the greatest thing. Um, okay, I, I've always loved jazz, fusion, and all of that. But my, my love and interest on study the his, studying the history was because I came up listening to a lot of fusion drummers, right? And same here. And I was trying to imitate, listen to what they was doing, uh, what I was doing, uh, Vinny. And then I'm like, wow, this is great. But I did not understand the core, like where all this come from. So, you know, I I've learned a lot from from one great friend of mine, a mentor. His name is Guy from it he's from the dominican republic great drummer too and he's there now and uh you know what i thought was when I, what i thought was like a lot of jazz it was more like jazz but fusion mm-hmm. and he enlightened me a little bit he said like no no you want to listen to really you know all jazz recordings this is it and then when he pointed me in that direction i started understanding what these guys were playing today yeah like, ah okay i see and one thing I find in common, at least with all my heroes, fusion, uh, rock, uh, funk, whatever, they all have like the jazz foundation. Right. Playing. Somehow, yeah. you know, even if you see guys like uh, Nate Wood today, or Mark Juliana, this guy's like heavily, uh, you know, in another world of drumming, right. but they have, they have that straight ahead on them. You know, right. Definitely. Just because Definitely. of the knowing the history is really important. It doesn't matter if you at the end you want to play electronic music, so be it. That's great. I love yeah. that. I, look, look at JoJo Mayer. Same thing. Yeah. Oh man, he. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's something I just feel um, we should do a little more. Uh, again, I'm not saying. What we do today is bad. I'm saying we need more. Yeah. We need substance. We need we need people to, you know, uh, do a little background. And and boy, sometimes when you're doing those YouTube lessons, and I go and see people, and I'm like, Man. so this guy is transcribing one um, Gary Chaffee concept. This other guy too. This other guy too. This other guy too. And none of them even mentioned that because they don't know. They yeah. don't even know. They learn it from another guy from YouTube a couple of years ago and they learned it from another guy. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm going, I'm going to get in the hot seat here. Let me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Hey man, it's well said. And I back everything that you just said. And yeah. that was a great soapbox. So I'm gonna, yeah. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. <That's the> <laughs> <end of> <laughs> it's part of our, it's part of our culture and our language as drummers. 
right. musicians. Like it's, it's important to understand the history of things to really be able to yeah. have a voice yeah. of your own. Right. No, exactly. No, when I when I studied, um, I mean the jazz drummers I had, uh, Neil Smith, Terry Lynn Carrington, Ralph Peterson, especially Ralph and in in Terry Lynn, you know they would call me out. We sometimes we had lessons that it was only conversations, like just trying to understand the history and why do you want to sound like this? Why do you want to do this? Mm-hmm. How do you want to sound like? Okay, then you have to listen to this. And yeah, sometimes yeah. we will sit and just listen to the players and what they were trying to do. And it, it was such a great um, experience because these guys, they're not thinking leaks, you know? They're not thinking, what's the hippest phrase I can play right, right. now to blow everybody away? On the other hand, I will go and watch Ralph playing live all the time and Terry as well. And I walk into the room and, you know, whatever venue they're playing with, uh, there can be any sound problems or whatever. The moment they hit the right symbol, the energy of the room changed. And I yeah. go like, that's what I want to have. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want to have. I don't care how much ability I can have if I can't, change the atmosphere if i can't make people feel something that's why at least when i get someone look at a video or something i did or somebody i play with when people say hey bro tasteful i like your sound i'm like that's yeah, it okay that's, that, the definite, that's it that's it that's I, the I impression I got. yeah because i i mean at the end of the day if if you guys look at the whole spectrum it's great to be to have a lot of ability and to be fast, but people tend to get tired of that. Yeah, and 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 the abilities in music are not consistent. Like they come and go. Like, okay, today uh, playing chops really fast. That's the thing. But yeah. tomorrow, uh, okay, let's play more like uh, uh, JD Beck style, whatever. Yeah. And tomorrow this other style, and tomorrow. But there's a constant. If you sound good. You gonna stay working? You're gonna sound good, exactly. Yeah. That's what my dad always. That's what my dad always said since I was a little kid. Like, my dad's a singer, and so he's always like, "Man, I don't. You can play the best solo of your life, but that doesn't matter to me. The drummers that are working are the ones that are, you know, tasty." That's what yeah. he always say. So, yeah. um, let's move on to the wheel of death. We only got a few more minutes with you, so okay. let's just get a couple questions and like let's wheel uh, of death. That's that's, that's like, <laughs> sounds scary. <laughs> it's not. It's, no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay, here we go. All right, wheel of death, drum brigade episode uh, eighty four, I believe. Blade. I can't say it. Yes, you got it. You got it. (laughs) You got it. Uh, All right. Wheel of Death. Random questions. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Oh, boy. Phil's favorite question. If you could have a dinosaur as a pet, (laughs) which dinosaur would you have? (laughs) It's so Uh, random, dude. It's so random. T-Rex. T-Rex. Dang, yeah. dangerous. You're a dangerous <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Living life on the edge. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, 
yeah, man, I'm getting one of those things from Avatar, dude. I want to just fly around. Are those real dinosaurs? I don't know if those are even real, but I'm just going to fly around in my gigs. I don't know. I've, I've always loved a T-Rex for some reason. <laughs> man, Jurassic always... Park, when that thing steps and you see the, the ground vibrate, and then he just eats that dude that's sitting on the toilet? Nah, no thanks. Funky <laughs> <laughs> Phil, what do you got? Yeah, I'm still Pteranodon. I want to fly around. It's not a real dinosaur, dude. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Pteranodon. Um, all right. See, random questions, man. It has nothing to do with drums. Um, it's okay. Right, here we go. Here we go. What's your favorite thing besides drums? Wow. Okay. There's two things, but you can say you can say two things. <laughs> Watch movies and eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, especially now, man. We're just home chilling. Well, man, I I'm going to confess here. Uh, when the year started, I started like pretty strong. Uh, lost about 17 pounds, and everything was doing great because I I wanted to be a little bit more in shape. I I I just did a recent. Uh, video shoot uh, with Minel in February, mm-hmm. and I was already on my way, kind of nice. But the bench got into March, man, seventeen pounds down. I gained it all again during quarantine, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You and me both, both. I have been like, man, <laughs> I have been like uh, this last week. I've been like, bro, something's got to change, man. Like I'm getting out of control. Yeah, and I'm like, and then I'm like going to the store and I'm like looking for dumbbells. Dude, you can't find dumbbells. People are buying those mugs like yeah. it's like toilet paper. They're sold yeah. out everywhere. <laughs> my brother, my brother who lives in the DR, him, you know, he made a comment the other day. I sent him a video um, of something I did recently on YouTube, and he and he saw the video. Wow, nice camera! But by the way, I see a little belly. What's going on? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, so true, man. And I'm like, bro, quarantine. And he was like, that that is strange because in his case. The quarantine uh, made him, for some reason, do exercise every day, and he's been like lifting for the past three months. This is the and thing, though. That's that's weird, man. It's random. I've been trying. I've been trying. Like I, I'm, I'm into cycling. I've been riding my bike almost every day in my backyard on the trainer, and it hasn't done anything, dude. I've been sweating, you know. And it's like, why? But but then I get off, and then I'm like, oh man, it's about time, and I'll crack open a cold beer, and then. Rest and man, I mean, when you have this combination of fried chicken pizza <laughs> and burgers it's impossible yeah there's just no way around it man there's just no, no way, way around it bro everything everything with high carbs is going to do it yeah uh funky <laughs> phil what's your favorite thing besides drums probably food <laughs> yeah I forgot, to mention, cook, man. I forgot to mention the pasta that's the that's oh, yeah, the, oh i've been eating pasta yeah. like crazy man <laughs> My wife has been cooking good food, though. That's the problem, man. We, we uh, eaten. I, I went I out. I went from before this, I would eat out almost every day. Burritos and like just going everywhere, eating eating stuff. And yeah. now we eat at home every day. But it's like, dude, my wife's been feeding me good. I blame her. I blame her. <laughs> like, What can you do, bro? I mean, what can you do? I, I hear that loud and clear. <laughs> so Phil's a good chef. Too. Oh, nice! And uh, I've dude, he bakes bread. 
the best sourdough bread ever, man. I miss your bread, Phil. Um, so yeah, so Phil's favorite thing is food. I have a new one, Phil. I would always say that my, my favorite thing is cycling, but I think my favorite thing now is photography. Oh yeah. I've been getting into it. I have a, okay. So I'm not a professional photographer. I do it for fun. Um, I don't do it very often, but it is very like fun and enjoyable for me. I went on my first professional shoot though, a couple weeks ago and a couple friends of mine, invited me to do an engagement photo shoot with them. And, um, and so I did it and it was so much fun. I got some good, good shots. Anyways, I have a, a Instagram for my photography. Now <laughs> I feel oh, so nice. funny saying that, but it's just Corey Kingston photography. I, I honestly made it just to dump photos that I've taken. Cause I, everything is filling up. My hard drives and everything are filling up with photos. So, so yeah, you'll see me post photos on there. If you want to follow, go and follow It's It's fun. Um, nice. All right, let's do one more. One more. Um, oops, oops, oops. Wrong one. There we go. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Wheel is still glitching. It's still spinning. All right. Uh, okay. This is this is probably a long answer, but we've talked we've talked about it a little bit. What do you see on social media or on the internet with drummers that makes you shake your head or go? Ugh. <laughs> and I definitely have one, so I just can't uh, wait to say what I wow. what I have. Well, wow, yeah. There's this is this is also like you said, long answer. But I, but I will do. Uh, yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I love these being, questions. Being being, I think I think like being impressed by ability but not being able to perceive the musicality because I, I do my myself. I do my uh, little tests from time to time. Mm -hmm. And I see that whenever you come at people with aggressive stuff, super hard, fast, or with the stank face, which, you know, I do it naturally, but sometimes, (laughs) um, you know, you, you get a lot more reactions but when you know when you just holding down a groove and just feeling good about it, you know some people yeah nice yeah and 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 some of the people will, will say anything and yeah man I just think we have to be able to listen a little more and you know it's go beyond what you can see at the moment so yeah. being impressed by uh, ability but not being able to perceived musicality yeah i love that respect that's well said funky phil oh i think i'm gonna say condescending lesson videos oh man you took mine (laughs) yeah when they're like trying to show you even if it's just a little insta clip where they're telling you something but they're talking to you like you're an idiot Oh my gosh. I can think of so many that I'm not going to name drop, but I can think of so many teachers out there where I'm just like, bro, really? Why are you coming at me like that? I blocked all those videos already. So keep talking. <laughs> okay. Mine is very similar, but I'm just going to say in general, like you said, everybody's teaching out there and people can probably critique my teaching videos too, whatever. I, my The only teaching videos that I have on YouTube are old. We did years ago. We're working on new ones. So fine say what you will but i see some of these teaching videos out there where i'm like 
First of all, why are you a teacher? Second of all, like, what are you even trying to show me? Stop trying to show people what you think the internet wants you to show them. Like, what I mean by that is you see a lot of kids playing chops. So now you're just going to teach me a chop. That makes no sense musically. It almost doesn't make sense on the chart that you're showing. And, and then you're not even playing it like it doesn't sound good. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, okay, then on top of that, the look of your video. So like, your, the, what, first of all, what shirt are you wearing? <laughs> like, the, I see these guys wearing these, like, these shirts that, it, whatever. Everybody has their own style. And people are probably like, who is this guy with these weird looking glasses and whatever. But for me... It is what it is. You can say what you will. I just think it's funny with a lot of these guys where they're like, okay, I'm doing a video. I got to look a certain way. This is what I'm going with. And I'm like, you're, you're really trying too hard. You're trying too hard because one, your lesson doesn't make any sense and you're not focusing on that. Two, you're trying to show the average person something that is like so ridiculous that the average drummer isn't even going to comprehend what you're teaching. So why are you showing, why are you doing this? Just to get people to be like, wow, he's a great drummer. Uh, but we're trying to learn from you. Corey, this is my, 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 my classic phrase of these days. Let the plane talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to show me something that you can't even execute. Just, yeah. just stop. Just stop. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> I mean, it's just what I feel is like when the thing goes too far, it it damages the credibility of the real educators because yeah. then it makes all of us look like clowns. And I think um, there, there has to be a certain level of experience of, 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 you know, being mentored by someone. And, and I personally feel you shouldn't talk about anything you haven't experienced. This, this is just me. Like, because right. when, when it comes to teach to somebody, I mean, the experience is, is very important. And I see all these guys, you know, you got to do like this, you got to do like that. And I'm like, okay, but have you ever played with other people? Because that changes. Exactly. Like, like there is a certain amount of years that you are playing, you know, on your practice room. That's cool. Then when right. you start playing with somebody else, it's over. It's like square one. You just learn tools. Right. But now right. when you go and play with somebody else, everything will change and you, you'll need to adjust. You got to think too. I say this to Phil all the time. Like when you, when you're doing a lesson video, we always think of like what we would want to learn. Like yeah. if I was watching this, I would want something that would challenge me and like, you know, something that I can't do. So I got to teach something like that. But at the end of the day, man, you got to think of like the lessons that you are currently teaching, like one-on-one. -on -one. Not everybody went to Berkeley. Not everyone, you know, has graduated with, with all these honors and all this stuff. Yeah. A lot of people are coming to us to learn kind of basic stuff. Yeah. And so the majority of the lesson videos that I see um, and I'm, and I didn't get this vibe from you and a lot, many others are doing a really great job, but like a lot of them that I see, I'm like, why are you, why would anybody want to learn that? Like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I don't, I get it. I get it. But like, you're just posting this just to show how great you are. Yeah. And, oh, and, man, and there's gotta be a balance of stuff. 
now that you mentioned this, it's it's uh, you're actually encouraging my heart because I, I recorded this kind of not lesson, but it, it was more like a little bit of a talk, mm-hmm. just pointing out what's my personal philosophy and belief right. on learning an instrument. And you know, I've been like, uh, I know this is going to make some people crank, but I, you know, I'm about to upload it sometime soon on my YouTube channel because you know that's and that's that's the thing before i go and teach something i mean i I feel passionate about whatever i will teach but uh you know i do my little uh research and i also try to to do my little disclaimers like hey if you don't have this thing together this won't work so try to go and check this out Try. i i always try to to start from a place uh with sense on uh on the teaching but at the same time, it, it just doesn't make sense to me when, if you already play single stroke roles and and, and there's a hundred thousand people showing single stroke roll on YouTube, why would I do a lesson on single stroke roll? Right. So what I'm what I'm trying to do personally, and this is my philosophy personally, what I'm trying to to hopefully teach or talk about, Corey, is if you see me playing, and you go like, yeah. So I want to try to talk about that. Right. Yeah. Like, man, I like this thing about this dude. So I'm, I'm working here in the studio always on trying to translate what I do for everybody to be able to understand or to get a, a grasp and say, okay, I got his idea. Let me just try to go and do it. So that I like that. That's that's the way it should be because first of all, you're not proving something. You're just like you obviously have. A vocabulary on the drums that's like very well advanced and people are going to be attracted to it because it's executed correctly but what i'm saying is a lot of these other guys um and please don't think that i'm criticizing you personally because oh. i love uh, no the way we're we're having yeah. fun here don't worry okay so like, yeah definitely not not talking about you as an online teacher and all that stuff and 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 a lot of people would criticize me as well i'm just saying in general what makes me facepalm is like a lot of these dudes out there that are it's it's like 99% chop videos and it, it, it's the videos of like here's today's chop and it's just like right left right right left 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 right 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 kick kick right left right kick 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 look left we're going to play this as 30 second notes here we go and then they do it at 200 beats per minute and you're like what what <laughs> Like, I get it. I want to learn chops too. And it's a great concept. And if that's your thing, there are people like us that do, you know, we want to learn a new chop. That's cool. And I'm not saying there isn't a market for that. I'm just saying that's the majority of what I see. And a lot of these teachers out there aren't even good enough to use that chop. A lot of them are, but a lot of them, they're not. I don't know, man. I guess we're all different. What am I saying? Who knows? What am I? Oh yeah, I I, <laughs> we're all I, different. Hear, I hear where you come from, and 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 I, you know, I try to be as, as as fair as possible when I look at all these things because I know that you wanna, I mean, do it as a business, let's right. say, and, and 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 get a brand and, and make money of it. But if if you really want to do it, I would highly suggest you to. Do research. Right. Learn from the good ones. Ask people. And and sometimes if you're not sure about what you can offer, maybe you talk to a couple of friends or a couple of people and I'm like, hey man, if I got the opportunity to teach you something and you see something about me you like, what do you think I should talk about if you're not yeah. sure? 
And that's cool. Like that's that's humbling actually. When when you come out and say like, hey guys, blah 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 blah. I, I've done my little research, and that's why, for example, I don't come with a, a lesson every single week. I don't think the world needs a lesson weekly. <laughs> and yeah. I I post something that it might take people a little while to really dig in with yeah. substance and 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 that's why it's we all different like you just said i i try to to not really come at anybody with that kind of negativity and that's why you see if i don't like something i see online i don't say anything this is my yeah. bro don't go smashing people's videos saying right. stuff like negative you don't like it cool scroll down just cru- yeah just no, cruise yeah it's okay nobody you know nobody needs your negative opinion we have enough negativity right now right. trust me we don't well need more of that. i guess like what i'm saying is there is a place for that there is a place for that mm-hmm. where there are kids that do just want to learn chops man we have a friend that is like very adamantly like he's just about chops he just wants different combos he wants to be able to put it on his drums so that he can go to sheds and and yeah. have different stuff in his arsenal. So that's there is a place for that. That's for sure. That's cool. Exactly. But exactly. I feel like, you know, there there is also a place for actually learning how to play music. And um and yeah. these the internet stuff that we see is like the majority of the videos that you see out there nowadays, a lot of them are that. It's just here's the latest chop, you know, yeah. and that's fine and that's cool. It's just a concept that I don't it it doesn't hold my attention it's like it doesn't resonate with you yeah yeah it doesn't resonate with me and in fact like in in the case of uh you know being able to commercialize whatever you do uh something that at least for me it's working pretty well and and it brings peace of mind when teaching it's like when i have the opportunity to go one-on-one with someone online or in person you know i assess the goals at the beginning why did you come to me what yeah. do you want to learn from me? Because I don't want to be teaching you stuff to make you bored and to make you feel. Why do you want to play drums? Do you want to just play covers? Okay, I got you. Yeah. Do you want to go deep in? I got you. Do you want to do? I got you. I, I try to do that because otherwise, man, it, it would be frustrating. You know? Yeah. And I think that's also something that, you know, we have to continue um, asking our students. Um, I try to do that regularly. Like, you know, because I can go down a rabbit hole and who knows, they're with me, but who knows if they're bored out of their minds where we're still working on this one chart or, you know, something. So I constantly, even if they're young, I have to be like, hey man, so like, what is it that you, what's your goal, man? What are you working on? What are you looking to, what are you looking to accomplish? And a lot of times it's like, I'm showing them some chop or something or something that's going to be useful to them. But they're like, yeah, I really want to learn beats, you know, different beats. I want to have like versatility as far as playing groove and I'm like oh man we're in the wrong department like i'm showing you a cool fill when you want to learn a cool groove you know exactly. or something like exactly. that. that and that and that is for for us as teachers to always trying to figure figure that out it's you see that's why you learn from your masters they they tell you like every day they teach they they learn yeah same that's time true. because they're seeing what's going on and, and, and what people want to learn but I mean, this is a deep conversation. We can do a whole podcast just talking about teaching, because yeah. it's also a reflection of society right now. And what do we, you know, people want stuff quick, short, mm-hmm. 
you know, social media is short and quick. And then just show me a quick tip. Yeah. No. And, but, you know, everything it's in some ways kind of play positive, uh, a, a positive in, in the long run, because what's happening is because uh, people are getting fed with a lot of short stuff. Now people are wanting full stuff again. Like I post really short covers on Instagram playing a song. Like I play uh, today, I posted something playing uh, uh, Israel Hutton and, and people went like, bro, I want to see the full video. And then yeah. I go like, oh, really? Cool. And then I post the full video and nobody watches it because it's too long. <laughs> see, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. Yes. But you, you do what you feel. And, and that's what that's what's up. It's funny, man. What's what the music industry has become, man. You're there's there's so much wisdom in what you're saying, and like so much experience that we all go through now, trying to trying to be successful on Instagram or YouTube. And like, there's I say this all the time. Like, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason, man. There's no real way to do it. It's just like, obviously, yeah. you have to have good content, and you 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 know you have to have something appealing to people, but. Man, it's like some I've I've I say this all the time. Like I'll post the stupidest thing, you know, like the simplest thing where I'm not even trying. I'm just playing something yeah. and people are just freaking out over it. And then I do something that just took me weeks to figure out and you know, or whatever. Like it took me so long to edit and and so long to <laughs> that is and weird, it's like it? yeah, and then people are just like whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, check it out. Sometimes I'll, I'll post, you know. Most of my my videos are, you know, well edited and all of that. And one day I just post an iPhone clip with with, yep. you know, with uh, well, like with a lot of uh, uh, I don't know, just raw, no yeah. editing, nothing, and it'll go viral. <laughs> so like, okay, crazy man. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. It's yeah. Whatever. Crazy. Um, well, Vlade, 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 yes. oh man, I'm never going to yeah, get it. Yeah, right. you got it. You got it. My family, I said both names. <laughs> my okay. family comes from Puerto Rico and I still can't, I still can't pronounce your name, man. I'm a okay. California guy to, to my core. So it's just the way it is. <laughs> man, we thank you so much for coming on the Drummer Gate podcast. No, it's my what, honor. It's what a great, what a great interview, man. You just, like I said, a lot of wisdom and a lot of, um, stuff that younger ones can benefit from and, and students can really should listen to this episode it's really good man so we thank you so much if people want to come on and um or if people want to get in touch with you hire you for lessons hire you for engineering um recording doing drum stuff how do they get in touch with you uh i believe my instagram has my email address right there okay. you can just just go to instagram find, find me there add uh blood Wigney music cool. and uh, i i think all my socials have a direct email to my email address Cool. Yes. Cool. Yeah, there it is. It's V L A D E G U I G N N I. Yeah. Yeah. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. And then that's your Instagram. You also have a website with all your information, all that yep. stuff. So you guys want to hire a man, go and watch his in Instagram videos, YouTube videos. You guys will not be disappointed. And if you want to hire him, I would highly recommend it. Man. Okay. Thank you so much again. We got to have you on again and talk more about teaching. We have to talk more about your social media stuff, how you grew your social media. Those are all questions I wanted to ask, but we'll have to do it on another time. No problem. All right, man. Let's stay in touch and thank you again. Thank you, guys. All right. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh, man. Blade Wigney.
Dude. That's a guy who freaking knows what he's talking about, dude. And he's very humble. Like, he's talking about Vinny and all these drummers that are, like, that he looks up to. Bro, that dude is one of the guys. Like, yeah. he's on his way to being one of the guys, you know? If he isn't already. He's... I'm being real, dude. You guys have to hear this guy play. He's, like... He's so clean and just so skilled on the drums. He could easily be on, like, he's easily on that level, in my opinion. Yeah, he rips. Um, I love a, I love a guy. That's the way I felt about Fig, man. Fig was, I was like, dude, you are our generation's version of that, like of Dennis Chambers, or like, you're on the level, dude. You're on the level. He'd always be like, shut up, man. I'm like, bro, I'm being real with you. You're like, you're one of the guys. You're that good. Yeah. People like are super heavily influenced by you, you know, and that that's how I feel about this guy that just came on. He's he's a really highly skilled drummer and he knows what he's talking about, you know, and um, so, man, really appreciate him coming on. That was dope. That, that was, was a really like dope episode or dope, dope, um, whatever you call it, interview. <laughs> All right, Funky Phil. So we didn't get to catch up too much. What's been going on? Not much, it's man. A- been gardening. I've got a. Some grass. You say growing. that every time. We've been, You're, well, we're trying to get our backyard, like, sit, uh, you know, being at home so much and the kids are stuck inside. We've been trying to get our backyard in a better place for yeah. kids, our kids to go out and play. And we've been, you know, fixing stuff up. We got grass growing. I'm excited. Nice. And uh, I was able to squirrel away a little bit of money from over the months. I've been saving like 5% of any. Any money I've been making towards equipment, so I got a That's I got cool. a couple new mics. Nice. I need to I need to do that. So I I got my L twelve here. I'm not using it for the podcast. I decided to keep my podcast set up for podcast only and the L twelve for drums only. It's just oh. easier that way for right now. Until I start, until I start gigging again, and then I don't have my full kit set up. Um, yeah. So it's a. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, How, uh, do you like it? it? <laughs> Tell me about it. I ain't trying to hear that. Sorry, Phil. I don't know if you were still talking about your garden. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'd like to hear about your your Zoom mixer that you got. <sighs> okay. I love this thing. I, no, love. I don't know if I love this thing yet. It's definitely better than my other setup. I was ru- I was running a was trying to do live drum tracking and stuff, running a mixer into this little four channel Behringer. Like, basically, this thing is good for podcasting, but it's not good for mixing drums. Yeah. Okay, so now I got like a twelve channel Zoom L twelve mixer. I've been having some problems, dude. I'm not the best at setting this stuff up. I got a pretty decent setup and it sounds good. So some of the best things about this is there's different settings that you can have saved. So like there's like three, six, nine, I think nine or 12 different settings that you can have saved. Um, like, an, like, you know, when, you know, when you do a sound check and then they're like, okay, cool, we got it. And I'm like, I hope, I hope you can save that setting. And then they mix the other band and that's a different setting. Yeah. You can do that yeah. on this L12. So I have like my full on like studio sound set up 
And then I have like my lesson sounds when I have to put like pads on the drums and fake cymbals and stuff. And then I have like a, I'm working on like a vintagey kind of sound. Um, and you can set all that up with different channels. So all I like right now, I'm going to start my lessons. I'm going to literally put the fake stuff on the, the low volume stuff and hit a button and boom, the settings are already saved, ready to go. The problem is though, there's some jankiness to this thing. How so? <laughs> okay. Like one, we were on zoom last week and I had like a, a, a talk back lavalier mic on and I had the, the, um, gain up on that, but then I had the volume off and the channel muted. And then when I'm playing my drums, you're like, bro, it sounds like you're just dropping plates on the ground. It's just so loud. And it's because that stupid thing is not muted. It's not off. Yeah. So, so if the gain is up on that channel, it does not mute. As going so, out. Yeah. So this in this instance, you're using it as a digital multi-channel interface in your interface. computer. Yeah. So... I guess it sounds like the mixing component is almost a separate animal than the interfacing. Yes. So this is the thing. There is some things that it's just leaps and bounds better. Um, but then there's some things where I'm like, why do they do like that? Like they really want you to, they basically don't want you to use it as an interface, even though that is an option. They prefer you to use it as a self-sustaining, self-standing unit. So basically, it's like you can plug your whole band of the, into that and then record without having like your computer plugged into it. Yeah. You can like, it, it's, it's, they want you to record to an SD card that's built in to this machine, which is fine. It's a really cool added thing, but you get better sound if you record onto the SD card. But I don't want to do that. I want to use it on my computer because then I can see all the waves and like I can edit and I can get better sounds and stuff like that. They don't, they, it's like, it's kind of, it's not hard, but you have to go an extra few steps to do it like that. Mm -hmm. Two, I was so excited. I came in the first week, like everything was working fine, pristine. I came in last week to do my lessons, plug it in, and my stinking computer cannot find this thing. Really? Like it will not show up in my computer on anything. Weird. And I'm like, I'm getting pissed off, dude. And so I'm like, what the heck? I'm restarting my computer. I'm restarting the device. I'm downloading the drivers. I downloaded the drivers like five times. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to look for videos. There's no YouTube videos out there about this. There's one guy that is like the most annoying guy to watch about this stinking device. He's a horrible <laughs> YouTuber. Horrible. Okay. Um, it is somewhat informative, but it's not the information that you want. And so, and then like, I don't know enough about this thing or else I would make the YouTube videos for drummers specific for this, this unit. It's not, I'm not, I don't know about this thing. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm trying to get a hold of zoom. I'm getting a hold of Sweetwater. I'm trying to get a hold of anybody who will hear me. You can't get a hold of anybody. Of course, Sweetwater, you can get a hold of, but they don't, this isn't their thing. It's, they can get you in touch with the company. The company is like, not, they don't care. And so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't, I can't use this new device that I got for, to have a better lesson set up and a better recording set up. I can't use it because it's not showing up in my computer and I don't know what to freaking do. Okay. So anyways, long story short, I used it as I was using my old setup and I got out my old USB 
interface and then plugged an out from the new mixer into this old USB interface. Have you figured it out since then? Yes. So since then, I watched one other YouTube video. For some reason, it just happened to have the information that I needed. And it was one little switch in the back that you have to move from like USB interface to like something else. You just like slide over this one switch and then boom, it shows up. Of course, after my lessons. Dang. I was not happy, dude. I was not happy. I was just like, I mean, obviously it was user error, but like there wasn't anything in the in the um the book that comes with the device. There wasn't Manual. anything with any of that. Really? I I didn't I couldn't find anything. And then finally on Tuesday, Zoom calls me. Tuesday. This was on like Friday. And they're like, hey, man, yeah, so what can I help you with? I'm like, I figured it out. I was ready to send this thing back. I was literally like ready to send this thing back and going to get the Yamaha board. And uh, it's a little bit more, but I was like, I'm just going to get that one because this is not working out. I can't have this. I said, I use this. I'm a teacher and I use this as my to, to teach online and I use this to record. And if it's not showing up in my computer, what's the point? And so they're like, I go, but I figured it out. It's all good. And he's like, okay, yeah, sorry about that. We closed the shop early because it's a holiday weekend and you know, no one is available to take your request until now. I'm like, that's fine. Now I'm happy. But if you talk to me like on Friday, I would have been like, what is up with your guys' device, man? And I love Zoom, dude. I love I'm using a Zoom camera right now. It's like, you know, it's it's all good. So, anyways, it's worked out. But there's just some things where I'm just like, what is it? Why does it do that? Like for the most part, it's good, but like, and dude, my drums have never sounded better. Every drum mic'd up, it's just freaking great. That's so. cool, man. That's a bump. Yeah, I feel like there's always some weird curve with any piece of new equipment, you know? Yeah. There's always yeah. some curveball where you're like, ah, oh, that's frustrating. <laughs> well, and it's pretty, it's, it's a really good thing for the money. It's a really strong piece of equipment, but you can tell it's not a top level. You know, I don't know if it's just my mixing skills, but it's not like at the top of the chain of drum sounds. Or I mean, like I said, my drums sound really great and everything is, I mean, it, it has more power. So things aren't distorting and stuff like that. It's Zoom does things right. When they do it, they do it right. Yeah. I mean, that thing, dude, that thing's got, I mean, for what it costs, it can do an absurd amount of things. I feel like, like, right. You can, it's a live digital mixer with where you can save presets it's got built-in effects and compressors yeah and um you know it's 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 a multi-channel audio interface it's got yeah. a lot of bells and whistles for for that price tag and channels like you have eight xlrs right uh uh no yeah maybe 10 okay well you got now, a, wait, a lot one, of two, mic three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, yeah, I think eight, and then yeah, 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 eight, and then and then four channel like yeah, yeah, two stereo ends, right? Right, right. So yeah, that's been confusing too. That's another thing that like so if you're doing a U USB, right? USB, the USB return is taking up one of the channels, so you can't plug anything into that. I don't think. Uh, so, so basically, like if you're doing a drum cover. That's what's cool is it like your USB return comes through your computer, right? And then you can hear, but you can also record 
what's coming through your in-ears so you don't have to like put the put the music back like if you're doing a drum cover you don't have to to uh, um edit the music into place it's automatically recording with you and it sounds great yeah so that's cool the other thing is when i'm teaching before i would have this problem where i would try to show them a youtube video or show them some drum clip and they couldn't hear it from my computer well now they can that's cool. So now I can use my computer only as like an audio, like for for um, Spotify and all that stuff. But then I can use my iPad separately, so I don't have to have a, a, a headphone jack going into the mixer from the iPad. This is all confusing, I know, but so that's been really good. But that takes up a channel, so I can't have anything plugged into that if I want to use my computer as a return. Oh, that's weird. So yeah, so I'm thinking like if I'm recording. And I need to play to a song or something like I'm recording for somebody. I can have the USB return going to my computer. And then if I need to mic a hi-hat or something, I'm losing a channel. You know, it's really weird. So, and then they're like the first two channels are high res, high res, high Z, high Z. Z. Yeah. That's for plugging a a bass or an electric guitar and direct. So, that's really difficult. Like I'm confused on that as to plugging in mics to that. Like my it overhead. It doesn't change anything about the mics. No? No. Okay. So then then that's good. So then I can so those are two channels that I can still use that I'm not using. Yeah, they just they have extra stuff to make it so that they can um you know, they can handle an electric guitar or an electric bass direct. There's something about it though. There's like there's there's not a pad on those. I don't think. Mm. Um, so that that like for overheads or you know something like that, it makes it kind of weird. Where you you need a pad for like like I needed a pad for like the floor tom and the kick is just like too powerful or the snare. But yeah. Anyways, man. All right. That's my soapbox. I ain't trying to hear that. It wasn't right much now. of a soapbox, but this thing has been giving me fits, man. It's been like it's been so great at moments, and it just sounds so good in my ears. It's so great, techno the toms, man. The toms just sound so incredible. Yeah, but it's been frustrating to say the least sometimes. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you. Techno yeah. rage. Yeah, you just got a new mic, so you're gonna go play around with that for a snare drum. Yeah, I got a new. A snare mic and a new overhead. Ooh! But something I learned, um, because I've so I've already had one of these pencil. It's a like a pencil style condenser, like that you you commonly see for as a drum overhead. You know? Yeah. And I I bought one of them like a cup like a year or two ago. Love it. Great mic. Sounds awesome. Really good price. So I was like, I want to get another one so I can have a, you know, have two that sound the same. Yeah. And I just got the new one and I didn't, you know, I guess this is why, you know, duh. And in retrospect, this is why people sell or companies sell matched pairs of these. Um, But my new one, it's not quite exactly the same as my old one. Like the, I mean, they look identical. Everything's supposed to be the same, but. I guess, you know, just with consistency, it's it's hard to make something that was made years in difference, you know, exactly the same. So, right. I've been, That's the problem I'm going to have because I, this AKG overhead, pencil overhead is like, um, I, I looked on Sweetwater to try to get a, another one yeah. and they don't even look the same now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I've 
So I'm like, I mean, they, it still sounds good. It still sounds the same. It's just a slightly a slight difference in um, in uh, sensitivity. Okay. So far, but I think I, I'll be able to work with it. But I think it just makes me when I start saving up for getting a, a good matched pair. Yeah, I'm. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like, I there's three mics I want to get. I want to get a better podcasting mic, and then I want to get. Um, I want to hold on to this AKG for a hi hat mic, but I want to get um the Monheim overheads. I want those too. They're expensive, man. They're like, but they're so nice. The dude at the studio has them. The he has the overhead like, oh, but man. I'm like, I don't want to ask him if I can use them. I like want those things too. Those are his babies, and he he's like, <laughs> he, you know. I think if we're recording drums, he's down with it. But like, yeah, I'm just like, no, I'll just use my setup and I'll just get my own. The plan was always to get my own of those anyway. So those Monheims are so he has two. He has a he has like a, a oversized condenser, too, I think. Nice. And uh, he, that's like what he's outfitted his section with. So it's dope. All right. Anyways, Phil, let's wrap this thing up. We did it. We did it. We did a show. We tried very hard to not get political. We did a little bit but it's all good it needs to be said yeah <laughs> um yeah that's the drum brigade podcast thank you so much for vlade guigny gosh i hope i said that right um one of my favorite drummers on instagram right now man killer 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 drummer great guy man really great like fun interview just a just you would think we just knew each other for years and years um very cool very cool very cool so i hope you guys are all holding up out there and um being positive and you know looking looking to your drums for letting out your frustrations <laughs> um yeah so thank you funky phil for doing this show and producing it with us with me and um thank you to me for just being the just the most incredible host you could ever the have best it's <laughs> the best dude i am like i'm just Dude, pat on the back. Yeah. You I'm telling myself, you go and get that symbol that you want just for being so good at what you do. Do it. Go get that symbol, Corey. <laughs> go get that symbol. Who cares about your bills? What symbol is it? I want to get one of those Zildjian stacks. Those um they have all the holes in them. Mm. I want they look like hi-hats. Yeah. I want like I want like a really small one. Like I like I want like a 10 10 inch or 12 and then I want like a 16 inch. Dang. But, they're not that expensive, man. They're dope. Stack happy. Stack happy. And they come with a little stand. I want one. I it's missing in my my setup. I don't have a stack and I need it. My set my symbols are very like they were very like early two thousands, nineties, you know. A customs kind of bright, bright sounding. So now they're getting dirtier. I want I didn't even talk about Minel with Vade, man. I know. I you want to play Minel so, so bad, dude. <laughs> I'm actually loving my Zildjian's right now, but I want to play mine all so bad. So, all right, guys. So anyways, thank you for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. We will probably be back next week. We're working on some new guests. Um, a couple friends of mine, dude, that are like really well-known drummers. And so that'll be fun. And um, so, yeah, we got some cool guys that are coming up and we're working on others. If you guys have suggestions or any questions or anything you want to talk to me and Funky Phil, just use the contact form, drumbrigade.com. Hit us up. We're open to a lot of different things and we're just like down. You're going to see me and Phil going live doing questions and answers on Instagram. <laughs> You're going to see us doing it all. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying, Phil. Let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, guys. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 84. Yes. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade Podcast. This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe. Yeah.